Happy Easter. My name is Brian Asker. I'm one of the pastors here at Crossview Rosa Parks. And this week, I got to go to opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers. And it was a lot of fun. And the Milwaukee Brewers won 5-1 to one against the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm a big sports fan, by the way. So even though I'm not either a Brewers fan or a Cardinals fan, it was just fun to be there. But you know what was interesting is there was a moment in the game where the game could have gone either direction. You know those moments in sports where it can kind of can either go this way or that way? Albert Pujols was on second base, and they picked him off. I couldn't figure out what in the world was going on, but if you're a Cardinals fan, you kind of want to turn back the clock, right? Sort of have a redo on that. Well, like I said, I'm not a Cardinals fan. I'm not a Brewers fan, but I do understand the desire to turn back the clock for my sports teams. Because I am a Minnesota fan, and yesterday was fantastic. There were tons of Minnesota games going on. Uh, but I'm particularly a Minnesota Vikings fan. And let me just say that there are a lot of moments, if you're a Vikings fan, where you would like to turn back the clock. <laughs> There's the 1998 season when the Vikings were the best football team in the NFL. Bar none, everybody said they're going to the Super Bowl and they're going to win it. There was just one problem. The NFC Championship game got in the way. And nearing the end of the game, if you were alive during that time and watching it, you know that Gary Anderson missed a 38-yard field goal. Gary Anderson never missed field goals. He had two years running where he had not missed a field goal. And then he missed a field goal. Now, what's interesting about that game is the Vikings were actually ahead when he missed that field goal. So the Vikings didn't lose that game just because of Gary Anderson. But forever, it will go down in history as if only Gary Anderson had hit that field goal, the Vikings would have been in the Super Bowl, and clearly they would have won it. <laughs> then, of course, there's the 2009 season where our arch nemesis, we borrowed their quarterback for a year. <laughs> and again, the NFC Championship game was on the line. And this person threw an interception. He didn't even have to throw it. It could have gone into the ground and it would have been better. If only he had thrown it into the ground, it would have been better. And clearly, we would have won the Super Bowl. Well, like sports, life also has its if-only moments where you wish you could turn back the clock and sort of have a redo. We have our own if-onlys. If only I had ignored the warning signs that were there for me all along. If only I or they or she or he had studied better, they would have done, I would have done better on the exam, right? Well, today, on this Easter Sunday, we're going to look at a story where the characters, and particularly one, had an if-only issue with Jesus. We're going to be in John chapter 11. If you want to open up your Bible, uh, we're going to start in verse 17. Uh, this is our final message in our four series, which we watched the video about uh, just before I got on. And here's the thing, the church is often known for what we are against, but we want to be known here at Crossview Rosa Parks 
for what we are for, what God is for. And our subtitle to that is, What If We Loved Better? We have a key verse, 1 John 3, 16. This is love, that Jesus would lay down his life for us, and that we are invited then to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. All right, so let's jump in. In verse 17, if you've got your Bibles there, it also should be up on the screen or online if you're watching with us, you're worshiping with us. So on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead or had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany, where Lazarus was from, was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary, his sisters, to, com- to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. And here comes the if only. Lord, Martha said to Jesus as she got to him, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Now to understand this, let's try to put ourselves into Martha's shoes, into her mind, kind of sort of get into the, um, into the story. At the beginning of the chapter, Lazarus is super sick. And so Mary and Martha send word to Jesus because they were really good friends. Jesus had hung out with them in their home. They loved each other and they said, as they sent this word, Jesus, the one you love is sick. In other words, come quickly. Maybe you could do something about this. They had seen him do miracles. They had seen him do amazing things. Maybe, maybe you could do something about this. But the text says that Jesus chose to stay there another two days. And while Mary and Martha obviously don't know that Jesus had made this decision, they probably did know how long it took to get from Jordan to where they were. So they're wondering, they're wondering, why did it take you so long? I thought you loved us. Perhaps if you had hurried, something different could have happened. Maybe he wouldn't have died. If only Jesus had hurried. And we can understand this because there are times in our lives too where we have this sense, like Martha, where we say or think, God, if only you had, then this other thing would have happened. If only And if that's not you, if you haven't had that experience, I can tell you for sure, somebody else in your life, a neighbor, a friend, has had that thought that has come to them. If only, God, you had come. If you had shown up in this situation, then something different might have happened. And the cool thing about this statement, if that's you, if that's where you're at today, if you have an if only, I want to encourage you in this, that you are believing that God could do something. That's good. You're believing that God could do something, and Martha was believing that. But he didn't, and so she's wrestling with this. But you can still see that she has some hope. She has a little bit of hope because her next line says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Sort of a 
backwards way of saying it, but indirect way of saying it, but there's some hope that's still sitting there, but it is fading. So Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And what we learn from this is that Martha believed sort of the standard teaching, uh, Jewish teaching of that day, uh, that often comes from places like Isaiah chapter 65 and 66. There's this idea of a new heaven, a new earth, a world like ours, but with more beauty and power, a world without pain and grief. She had that belief and hope, but it just wasn't comforting in the moment. Her brother had just passed away. And what we're going to learn and see today in today's story is that Jesus wasn't just talking about a future hope someday. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And what Jesus is saying is that the resurrection isn't just some future reality, something to look forward to. It's not just a doctrine that we believe, an idea. It's here right now. The resurrection is here because the resurrection isn't some future hope. It's a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And Martha had hope for the future resurrection, but she was struggling with the fact that Jesus had not shown up her friend, the person that she believed could do something about it, had let her down. If only Jesus had come a little quicker, maybe something different could have happened. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe if Jesus could have showed up, come a little bit quicker, done something different, to be honest, Church planting has sort of been that for me in many ways. Uh, if only a pandemic had not shown up as we were launching this church, maybe things would have been a little different. Well, in the words of N.T. Wright, Jesus was challenging Martha to exchange her if only for if Jesus. If Jesus was God, if Jesus was the Messiah, if Jesus was the person that she thought that he was, the person long promised in the Old Testament, the person who was saying that he could set all things right, if Jesus was that person, if Jesus really was God here on earth, incarnate, in person, then as Jesus said earlier in the passage, she would and we will see the glory of God. The glory of God, not just in the future, but here in our present situation. Here's the thing. Some of you don't know this. Some of you, don't, some of you do know this. Some of you don't know this. Spoiler alert. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. But Martha doesn't know that at this point. She has no idea, and yet Jesus is inviting her without this knowledge, to put her trust and faith and hope in Jesus. 
long before she knows what's going to happen, Jesus is asking her to put her hope and her faith in Jesus. And like Martha, we don't know the future. I can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day. We had no idea that a pandemic was coming when we moved down here. But we know that Jesus is going to raise, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. We do know today that there was an empty tomb on Easter Sunday. There are tons of resources and things you can look up, historical evidence for that. We know that the empty tomb happened. And the story of Lazarus and the story of the empty tomb on Easter Sunday are signs that the darkest and deepest, most powerful thing in the world had been defeated. Death itself had been defeated, is defeated. And if death had been defeated, has been defeated, then, friends, any problem that I am facing, any problem that you are facing, can and will be overcome by God. And that, my friends, is good news on this Easter Sunday. It's so good. Now, I want to be careful. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen tomorrow or even right now or whenever we expect it. If we look at this story, Martha had no idea if or when Jesus would do this thing, raise Lazarus from the dead. And so I want to invite you, similarly, to be like Martha, to run to Jesus and ask your questions. Take your if only and bring it to Jesus. Invite him into it. Don't be afraid to run out and say, why didn't you show up sooner? Where were you? Why did you allow this awful thing to happen? But then I want to warn you, be prepared. Be prepared to be surprised. N.T. Wright also says this, be prepared for a surprising response. I can't predict what the response will be for the very good reason that it is always, always a surprise. But I do know the shape that it will take. Jesus will meet your problem with some new part of God's future. That can, that can and will burst into your present time, into the mess and the grief, with good news, with hope, and with possibilities. That is good news. And the reason that we can say that is because we've seen these things happen before. So I want to invite you into that resurrection hope today, that Jesus can and will do something about your if only, whatever it is. And I want to close with this story. The whole reason I went out to the Brewers game this week was because on Monday night, I got a phone call that a friend of mine was experiencing a tragedy that he could not fathom. His marriage was ending. And so I, I said, hey, I know that I can't fix it, but can I come out and be with you? Can we do something fun together? to take your mind off of it. So we went to the game. He was devastated. He's questioning his own faith in God. But he shared with me this story. He said, as I was on my way out to visit my dad, I said a prayer. God, I don't even know if you exist, 
But if you do, as I'm going on this airplane, could I run into somebody that I know? And as he arrived at the gate, he saw an old pastor that he knew. And he got to sit next to him. And as he talked with this friend, he told me, make sure to tell them today, as I asked him if I could tell this story. He said, make sure to tell them that this pastor had also gone through divorce. And for my friend, he said, I know it wasn't a coincidence. And I would say it wasn't either. Because I think when we reach out to God with our if only, God shows up in surprising ways. So I hope this Easter you can experience the surprising hope of God's love for you and that God is for you. Amen.